You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 60, interview with Alicia Schick. Here we go. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish, I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years and I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep, most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. All right, so I'm super excited to um, introduce my guest today. So her name is Alicia Schick, and she, you guys, is awesome. She her, she has a podcast too, so you'll have to check it out. She'll tell us about it. But she helps families go plant-based, y'all. Listen to me. She helps families go plant-based. So I wanted, like, I feel like I could come on and tell everybody about how to go plant-based. But guys, I sometimes feel like I'm losing it with my own family. Like, I've had to give up lots of control. So I'm like, why don't I just bring in an expert about this? <laughs> And not try to tell you myself because I feel like I could use some help in this area. So hello, Alicia. Chris, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I've been on Alicia's podcast before, so we know that we have fun together. Yes. So, okay, Alicia, moms out there, they like have all these good intentions. They want so badly to bring help to their family. And sometimes it's the hardest part of going plant-based. So let's talk about it. Yes, it really can be a hard road, <laughs> but it's okay. You're not alone and it can be done. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the time we struggle with just believing that it can even work. Um, you know, we can get hung up on thinking that, you know, my husband is never gonna go for this. My kids barely eat you know, the processed food that they're already eating, they are just so picky. And we wonder like, I don't have time. I don't think I can do this. And so if we can um, just be more confident in our abilities to um, do it, then I think that's the first step. Um, so tell me, tell me, Alicia, when a mom comes to work with you, what would you say she's saying is her challenge? I think they would say I am, you know, I'm working so hard to find recipes that my family will actually eat. And I'm spending all this time and energy and then they complain. My teenagers go leave and go through the drive through. Um, and then it's like, I'm just wasting my time. <laughs> my little boys are going on Hunnicker strikes because they are <laughs> demanding that I serve them meat. And <laughs> it's just like, I can't do this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard the same thing from moms. Well, and I feel like, so I, I even have family members who are plant-based as well. And what is amazing to me is that most families are the same. Like that is not a special story. Like it's true. And everyone listening totally feels it. Even if they're not plant-based yet, or they're trying to be more plant-based, they still think they're like, I can't get them to eat the carrots when we're cub you know chicken nuggets on the plate what what how do we do this totally so tell me what do you start with i would say is um you know if you can get your brain around this is normal you know i have five boys and when my two-year-old when he's playing in the toilet when he is throwing a tantrum i'm just like this is normal it's all good Mm -hmm. and if you can kind of come into it with just a lot more relaxed it doesn't have to be this heavy hard thing it's we're going to try this, we're going to figure it out. Um, then that's the first step. (laughs) And then it, you know, there's so many different ways to figure it out. Some people have really all in personality and they want to just jump in and do it all at once. And other people need to kind of take their time and figure out how to make it something that they can stick with over a long time. And so I think the specifics of it really get down to your specific family circumstance. Um, For us, we had, uh, you know, we already had some plant-based things that we had eaten intermittently for breakfast and for dinner. And so I kind of focused on those, emphasizing having more of those at once. And for me, lunch was just so hard (laughs) Um, because everything, it seemed like had cheese in it. And um, so I did that last and gradually, found things that work and um, and figured it out. Yeah, what I love what you're saying about it's normal. I really, for me, I have to like, I had to decide nothing's gone wrong here. Yeah. And I actually had to remind myself in our old way of eating, everybody was never happy anyway. So true. Like my brain loves to say that they were like, Oh, it would just be so much easier if we just didn't eat this way. But I never made a meal that everybody was excited about ever. Like I would be excited and maybe one other kid or, you know, and for mm-hmm. us, we've been at this for a long time and, and we're kind of back to that. Like I'm making meals that at least one other person likes and <laughs> else is a little grumbling, but it's kind of the same. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, you choose your heart, you know, do you want to spend a little more effort sometimes on your meals or, you know, whatever aspect of it is harder for you? Or do you want to have the hard that goes with the poor health, you know? And for me, it's totally worth the extra effort to, you know, make sure that we're getting the best fuel we can in our bodies. Yeah, but okay, so the tough part about what you just said to me is I feel like, I feel like as moms, we're trying to create health for our kids. Mm-hmm. But like, what part of it is our business? Yeah. And it's really, you know, our job is to teach and to set an example. You know, even a newborn baby, we can't force food down their throat. <laughs> and that's a good and, Yeah. Like, no, everyone is responsible to choose what food they put in their mouth. And so, you know, obviously that changes as our families get older and gain more independence, our role there, but really we need to teach and to set an example. And, um, and that doesn't mean that we just give up, but you know, for me, that's, I try to create 
pretty healthy stuff. You know, the vast majority of what I bring into our home is really nutrient dense and healthy. And then when they're outside of my home or, um, you know, food from other places, then I say, yeah, choose whatever you want. Um, so let's so. talk about that. Okay. When I first went plant-based, um, I knew I, so I had ate crazy. Like I had ate crazy for eight years and my kids never were eating what I was eating. Uh-huh. So wow. if I was going to do something new and I was really feeling called from God that this is what I was supposed to do, I'm thinking, yeah, well, I'm not doing this by myself. Like sure. I'm not doing that again. So when I started doing that, that I had a friend who ate pretty much plant-based. She just never called it that. She just was hmm. very grain focused. And I always thought she ate a little crazy. Like I'm yeah. like, you know, you're <laughs> Like, I just thought that like, you really are buying all the grains. That's crazy. I just thought she was a little crazy. But, but when I was figuring out plant-based, I knew all this friend eats this way. So I would, I asked her, I'm like, well, how do you do that with your family? And she's like, oh, Trish, it's the 80, 20. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Trish, 80% of the time they're at home. I provide healthy meals. They only have really healthy options in the house. They leave my house. They get to navigate life themselves. Yeah. And that works for us for a long time. But now I feel like stuff comes in just is always coming in. Like last night, we, we did pretty good last night. We had a healthy meal. And then my daughter brings home, she works at Panda. I wake up to Panda garbage all over the kitchen. Like (laughs) I found a bed and the family had a Panda extravaganza. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm like, wow, I'm so glad this is like, I'm so glad I put forth any effort. (laughs) yeah I know and that I mean I think you just have to go back to like you know I choose for myself and I set the example and I teach as much as I can and um and they each get to choose I I happen to come across this quote from um President Nelson, that's like 30 years old, but he said, to rule children by force is the technique of Satan, not of the Savior. No, we don't own our children. Our parental privilege is to love them, to lead them, and to let them go. And, you know, I think how we lead them is different for all of us, but it's not, it's very proactive. You know, we I like, I love to say things to my boys like, hey, did you guys know that people who ate a cup of chickpeas every day for three months had their resting heart rate go down by just as much as the people that were exercising every day, you know, different things like that, that it's like, hey, this is exciting. And you guys have, you have a great work to do in this life. And the better you take care of your body, the better you can accomplish everything that you're here to accomplish. And so as we just were teaching and we're loving, and then you know, we let them choose what they put in their mouths. And I think they really learn a lot of the time from some of those experiences where it's like, oh, I do not feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, don't, I think you've had Faith Ralphs on your, on yes. your podcast. Mm-hmm. So something that Faith said when I interviewed her, which was awesome, was she, her mom was vegan and made plant-based for a time on, right before she left home. Then she went on her mission and she didn't eat that way. And then, but when she got back, she remembered how her mom ate. Like she came home and she wanted to be more healthy. And she had that knowledge from her mom. Like she knew what health looked like. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest right now. I did not know what health looked like. I was always looking forward around the next corner, thinking it was going to come in a form of a diet. Right. 
So if anything, I feel like my kids at least know what health foods are. For sure. Yes. <laughs> it is so it. true. And you never know when, you know, some experience or a health challenge or something will come up that suddenly someone who was not at all interested is suddenly very interested. And then they know who to turn to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's, it's fascinating to me too, because so I have three kids at home and I have three kids out of the house. My three kids out of the house, like they pretty much, I'm not going to say they're whole food plant-based, but they all care about that. Like uh-huh. they're all, they know that that is where, where health lies, which feels like a miracle to me because they grew up with crazy mom eating her 500 calories, <laughs> right? Yes. So it's amazing to me that, and I haven't been able to twist their arms at all because they're not even in my house. Yeah. So I just think that we don't know what we don't know, what we don't know what our kids are processing. We don't know what they're taking in. And I just think that we're always looking for evidence of it's working. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of times there's not much. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a lot easier to find evidence that it's not working. (laughs) Yeah. I had a moment the other night where my um, kids, we, I make a, I don't know if you know what scotcheroos are, but we make like a plant-based scotcheroo and it's, it has chocolate in it, but it's, it's pretty decent, Uh but it's very high calorie. And I was thinking they that they might want that for dinner and it would be fine if they wanted that but it was fascinating to me like oh no no mom we just want ice cream please make nice cream <laughs> i was like for real i could make you the ooey gooey peanut buttery thing but you guys just want ice cream. okay we'll make the strawberry and ice cream you know so yeah i mean and they could have made because i i i've leaned a little bit like i never bought coconut oil or any of those things but my kids like popcorn with coconut oil and sea yeah. salt and i Popcorn's buy that now where we yeah. didn't have that in the house for two years, but they also, they, popcorn's usually their favorite treat, but they yeah. didn't want popcorn either. So like, I felt like they want the ice cream. Like, okay. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. Well, and I like to think back, you know, like we all have that person who maybe remembers the stupid thing you did in seventh grade and they like to bring it up all the time. And we can do that with our families and be like, oh, they're so picky. They would never eat this. And we kind of close off the opportunity for them to grow and to change, you know, and as we are able to just kind of keep all of our drama out of it and just say, oh, you know, let's try this. Then that gives them that safe place to try it instead of feeling like they're on this, you know, kind of battleground of, well, I'm not going to do it because you told me to. (laughs) Well, and I think that depending on what ages you uh, tell me if you've seen this, I feel like depending on what ages your kids are, when you do the cha- the change, mm-hmm. that, that kind of makes a difference. Like I have to say my 11 year old, my youngest, he eats the best out of all of them. Yeah. He can't even remember what meals we used to have. Yeah. <laughs> this is just his life. And he'll eat all the Indian food and he'll eat like, and where my other two are kind of like, mm, you know? And so mm-hmm. I feel like the, like mamas, if you're listening, if you have those younger kids, like you get to have a little more control. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they yeah. really just get to eat what's in the house. Right. <laughs> so take advantage of those years when you can do that. Yeah. And, then, and if you have teenagers, I think that's more what our conversation's about today is mm-hmm. there's just challenges that come with kids that drive. Yeah. Kids that can go get their own stuff if they want it, mm-hmm. you know. And I love the quote you read by President Nelson because I think that we do think that it is our job to 
be like in charge of everybody when it comes to this. Like yeah. we're not really 100% plant-based unless everybody's doing it. Come on, right. guys, get on board. <laughs> I know. Well, and you can even feel so much urgency of, oh, there's this health thing. We've got to fix it. And, mm-hmm. and we can, we can really only choose for ourselves, you know? So I like to call it staying in my own lane. Yeah. Like, I, I can feel it when I'm changing lanes and getting in their lane. Like, <laughs> I can feel it. And I, it doesn't feel good. It feels, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it always just feels better if I'm just, I like what you said too about sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. I loved what you said about, um, you just kind of decide there's no mind drama about it. Like, yeah, I had to get there. Like, I'm just making dinner and any of you want to eat it, you can eat it, but this is the dinner. Like, I don't yeah. even like, I'm not trying to please anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. I do try to do something where like, if I make soup, I try to have hot bread that yeah. I've made because in their minds now it's a meal. Right. <laughs> For sure. I do stuff like that. And we probably eat more pastas than I will when my kids are out of the house. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we do more kids yeah. stuff, which is fine. And it's still much better for us than meat, dairy, and oil. Right. But you know, I have to kind of cook for a family. Do you feel that? Do you feel like there's more? Of yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like the pasta is huge. Anytime we do <laughs> certain things like that or like, um, and it's all good. It's okay. You know, I think stress can be just as bad for our health as a bad diet, you know, and those things can work together. And so we want to, and it's not like I'm totally arrived either, but as I've paid attention to this and worked on it, it's made such a difference to, you know, I, I don't want to go to a victim mentality of like, oh, I could be so much healthier if my family would just support me better. (laughs) You know, that is, that's just going to build the resentment and kind of my side, your side, um, or just, you know, any of the other drama, like you said, like kids don't want to do it. Um, and if we just get to kind of a neutral place of like, Hey, I'm making food and you can eat it if you want. And, um, it can just be a lot more chill and doesn't have to be this big, heavy, hard thing. Yeah. Okay. So I had something, I thought of something while you were saying that. So tell me what you think about this. I'll, I'll let you coach me. Um, so I feel like since we've become plant-based, my kids are doing more of a pendulum swing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're eating so healthy or they're like at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like we were like that, that before. Like I felt like there was more middle ground. And yeah. so what would you, I'll just coach me go. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard because it kind of creates a little bit of scarcity for your kids a little bit. It's like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to get, you know, these treats again. If you're at, if we're at some kind of activity somewhere where there's a lot of foods they don't have at home, then they're suddenly like really pigging out. And what do we do about that? And um, so, I mean, every family, you kind of have to decide what's going to work for you. Something that I have started doing that has helped us is I give my kids and my, my oldest is 13. So we're still a little bit on the younger end, but I give them $5 a month and they can pick out whatever they want for a snack on my Walmart pickup order. And, um, and so they get to choose, you know, whatever their chips, their checks mix, whatever it is, their Oreos, and they get that. And then they eat that. And it's usually gone in like five or six days. But I feel like in that way, they feel like, okay, I know I can always get some of what I want. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, you know, you have to figure out, you know, kind of fine tune the details for where your family's at, maybe, you know, 
one meal a week or different things like that, having kids make different meals and giving them maybe a little more freedom in that meal than they might have otherwise. But um, just finding ways to help them be in the driver's seat, I think. Um, so they, they don't feel like it's such a, a scarce, I gotta eat this now or I'm not gonna <laughs> ever get it again, you know. Um, has yeah, worked well I've done is if a kid asks for something specific, like a couple, it was funny you said Chex Mix. A couple of weeks ago, my 11 year old's like, Mom, do you think we could buy Chex Mix? And I don't buy processed stuff anymore. The most yeah. exciting thing around here is pretzels. I'll buy pretzels. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, Yeah, I'll tell you yes. And so we bought the big bag at Costco. And I, and, but of course, I'm thinking when it's gone, it's gone. And it was gone mm -hmm. pretty fast. Like they yeah. don't do that in a week, but there's three of them and they're teenagers. And, you know, sure. it doesn't take long. But they were like, mom, the checkbooks is gone. And I'm like, oh, darn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go, like, that's going to be a staple at our house. Yeah. You know, but I think that I do like to have, like, we, my kids eat chips and salsa. And I'm just oh, yeah. decided it's, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not eating the oil. I, that's not what I want. But I find if I have pretzels and chips and salsa around and I don't, I always buy the same brand and I never change it up <laughs> yeah. and every, you know, everyone gets excited if something different comes in. Totally. <laughs> you eat twice as same. much. <laughs> you know, yeah. and my son will sit and he'll, he'll cut up an avocado and, you know, he'll make, he'll make guacamole. And I just, I have, I have to be, I'm okay with all that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's tricky when we're in plant-based groups, we think everyone's doing it perfectly. Yes. Everyone's doing it like plentiful Kiki, where her kids are like, no, my kids are only plant-based. And I'm like, I don't know that everybody's doing that. Kiki. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, real world, like, I mean, if we lived out in the country and never went to any school or activities, then great. But <laughs> I'm not going to tell my, you know, and sometimes people will ask me, oh, can your kids have this? And I'm like, yeah, they could choose whatever they want. You know, like, yeah. I think they need those experiences. I don't want them to go out into the world and have never had it. You know, I'd much rather them have experienced it and chosen what's yeah. best for them. Well, and isn't it interesting? I think it's fascinating that we lived in a we live in a time where, for us to just eat mostly whole grains and fruits and vegetables, like we're the crazy ones. Like people yeah. have to ask us at church if there are kids can have the treat. Like, isn't that fascinating? Yes, yes. Like, it's like so backwards. There's a little madness in there. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, I just thought of that while you were saying that. So yeah. what would be, I want to, I had some questions ready for you. I want to make sure I go through all of them. Um, what do you tell moms, say if there's someone listening and they want to do a smooth transition, what, what, what's your best? You told okay. Them what, tell us <laughs> yeah, them. for sure. Um, okay. So my first piece of advice would be to maybe kind of let go of the idea of a smooth transition. <laughs> I think, you know, if we go into it with this, I, I find this a lot when I'm getting ready to invest some time or money into anything that I just want it to be like 100% the solution. And I want to find the thing that's going to be, and certainly that's good to do to a point, but the reality is that we're going to get the most learning from just doing it. And if we plan on being, having some bumps along the way, then it's going to be so much easier to avoid getting discouraged and frustrated when, you know, whatever doesn't go like we wanted it to. Sure, so we, we cause our own misery by thinking the way it should be. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it really, it's just been, you know, I interview different people on my podcast every week about their transition and it's fascinating to me how different it is. Some people go all in all at once and other people are kind of a slower gradual change. And I think, 
Um, it really depends a lot on you know where you're at and your circumstance. I will say you want to do something, you want to find a way that it will be sustainable. A lot of times people might start going all in and then get burned out and be like, oh, that was too hard. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> um, so you kind of have to, but some people are kind of an all in personality and they do really well with saying, we're going to go all in on this for a set amount of time, maybe two weeks, three months, or they say, we're going to do this and we're going to have one meal a week when we can just eat whatever we want. And so when they have some kind of um, boundaries or guidelines that they know it's not 100% the rest of their life, then I think that gives you a little more freedom to choose like, hey, yeah, actually, I really do like this. I want to stay with it. And you don't feel so restricted, like I can never have those foods again, because most people find that they get to a point where they just don't want them anymore. Yeah. And they just don't feel good. And they would rather not have them. So um, that's one important thing. I think also just to have um, good conversations with your family as much as you can that are not um, overbearing where it's like, man, I have found this information and it is so cool. It can help. Um, it can help. And I, with kids, it's really good to tie it to their performance. So if you can tie it, you know, like long-term, it'll help you live longer. It'll keep you from getting heart disease in your seventies. Like they, they have a hard time really making uh, the connection and having that being important to them. Even, you know, middle-aged, I think that that's harder. But if you can tie it to something in the next few weeks, like, hey, your athletic performance, your cognitive ability to do well in school, like there's a lot of studies that reflect that. And so I have tried to talk to those things. Um, there's great, you know, documentaries, Forks Over Knives, The Game Changers. Um, I have a little thing I put together that helped me edit out the parts I didn't want my young kids to see on The Game Changers, but most of it is highly motivating for um and so if you kind of help get that big picture of why then I think that can help a lot as well yeah I have to say my my 14 year old he started noticing that he was faster and he could mm -hmm. do more and but it's interesting though because he really felt that but then like he hasn't felt that as much I have to say with the, when the pandemic happened they started offering all the kids school lunch. Oh yeah. And, um, and I just decided I, that was their 20%. Like I wasn't going to micromanage whether they could have that or not. And yeah. so that like two of my kids, like, Oh mom, please make us a lunch. We don't want to eat that another day. But yeah. like, girls, all about it. And now <laughs> he's like, he's doing all the sports and I'm just waiting for him to figure it out again. Like cause yeah. he, he'd made the connection before mm -hmm. and he's, you know, he might make it again. I don't know, but it's really not my business. Right. Like he gets to figure out his own stuff in his own time and it's his business. Totally. Well, and I always like to remind myself, like, you know, growing up in the eighties, we didn't know any of this. I was eating hot dogs and ramen and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, my mom did the best she could with what she knew. And, um, but you know, their diet now is a hundred times better than <laughs> what I was eating then. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of the time as we get older, we have to be a little bit more diligent if we have health things that we're trying to manage or whatever. And a lot of times kids can, you know, do fine eating so-so yeah. as a kid and then make those changes later. Yeah. Well, and that, and what I've always, that's been in the back of my head always is that they have to learn to navigate this. Me yeah. navigating it for them does nothing. Yeah. If I'm navigating it for them, they're going to go to college and eat everything in sight. Right. And die the first day. Yeah. 
like you know what I mean? Like, but it's, they've got to learn to navigate. I feel it's kind of, it's the same as cell phones. Like I've had to do that with my kids. I don't super over, mm-hmm. you know, micromanage the cell phone either because I'm like, they're going to go to college and they're going to have to manage their cell phone. They've got right. to learn. It's a skill. They've got to learn it. And I, we can talk about what good cell phone usage is and, you know, cell phone etiquette and things to keep mm-hmm. them safe. And I feel like that's the same with plant-based eating. I can yeah. have conversations about what's good for us. And, and I love to keep it word of wisdom based, like, you know, yeah. that's pretty clear with us what we should be eating, but that should be like one day at dinner. I got so mad at everybody. They've been eating all the things for a while. And I had just been keeping my mouth shut. It wasn't my finest mom moment, but I was like, <laughs> All of you, you act like you eat 80, 20. You don't, you are all 20, 80. You're eating 80% plants and 80% garbage. And I kind of went off and I'm like, and that's not what God's told us today, blah, blah, blah. And do you think they heard one thing I said of that? I just saw mom going crazy. Right. I know. And we all have our moments like that. You know, it's okay. it is hard work like I have five boys like you know how much time and money I spend just buying and making food like (laughs) I'm job yeah you know yeah it is a lot of work but um but it's so worth it I just I just see the benefits all the time and even when it's even when it's not perfect I think you know that you're right they go back to what they've learned and um well and sometimes we have to remember like Cause this, so something that really my eyes were so open to where, so I'm trying to get my kids to like eat more wholesome foods. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing how much garbage is in all of their lives. Mm-hmm. Like they go to the youth activity and there's always treats. And then they, totally. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's not just church, it's everywhere. It's yeah. just like, and I'm just like, so we were eating like all the things before and they were eating all that. And I feel like this like offsets that a little bit. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can, if we're trying, it's, they are doing better than we, than most Americans. You yeah. know, we just are. Oh yeah, for sure. They're, they're for doing sure. better. So even if it doesn't look perfect in your house, I just think you have to kind of pat yourself on the back of, at what, oh, yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I love what you said. There's just no perfect. No, no, not with kids for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I think when my kids are out of the house, I can eat really simple and just be Mm -hmm. real boring and I'll probably eat like that. But for now it's, you know, we have to have pizza nights on Fridays and we do that kind of stuff and yeah. And it's okay. And I'm not putting cheese on my pizza, but we're even to the point where I, that's the one time we have dairy at our house now is they put cheese Mm -hmm. on their pizza and I'm just okay with that. That's, I feel so much better about that than our old big roast dinners we have with the For sure. mashed potatoes loaded with butter. And we even put mayo in our pa- mashed potatoes. I think <laughs> now I like cringe. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? All of our old meals that we were just like, we just loved. I know. I mean, I'm I like, know. oh, we can have an occasional pizza night. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I just, I'm amazed at how many things have gotten easier. Like in the beginning, I was like, there's no way I can roast vegetables without oil, you know? And I was like, my kids will eat a ton of vegetables. If I roast them with oil, it's great, you know? But as I have just kind of gotten further down the road and as we've adjusted our taste buds, um, then I'm like, oh yeah, this is no problem. Plus I got a new oven with a really good convection that <laughs> is making them crispy. But, you know, 
I think you just, you've got to pick your, your next thing. You know, what's the next thing that I feel like I can focus on and make some improvements on and, and whatever that is, you know, the pizza night is totally fine. So, and that actually, that's another good thing too. I'll just interject is that our taste buds regenerate every two weeks. And so if your kids are used to eating a highly processed or whatever kind of meals and you're changing it up, then in the beginning, it may not taste good. But what I would, you know, it's like, I might have like a so-so dinner, a so-so dinner, a so-so dinner, and then a total flop. And then I might try that so-so dinner again a week or two later. And suddenly it's like, oh, this is actually pretty good, <laughs> you know, because our taste buds are adjusting and we're getting used to different foods. And so sometimes it's really just a matter of time and, you know, maybe not totally ruling something out because people didn't like it once and just trying it again a few weeks later, maybe with a little different something, you know, different angle, different whatever. Yeah, I found the stuff I tried in the beginning of my plant-based journey that I didn't care for, I've remade and then it's good. It's yeah, good. <laughs> for sure. Taste time. Well, and I wonder if they, I feel like they, your taste buds can be hijacked really quickly too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like once I start having some things that I don't normally have, like I have to retrain the taste buds again. Mm -hmm. It goes both ways. It's two weeks either way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, which is the tough part with when you're eating both ways, you know, and your kids are getting a lot of processed food, but um, I just still feel like it makes a big difference and my kids are good with, you know, whatever treats and snacks we come up with at home and, um, you know, sometimes they love the processed stuff and sometimes they're like, oh, I really don't feel good, you know. <laughs> well, and I think it's, I think that you're trying to create a new normal. Yeah. I think part of your normal is turning a deaf ear. Like, kids complain. That's part of what kids do. They're yeah. going to complain. Everything's not going to be perfect for them. They're mm -hmm. going to feel, you know, like they don't yeah. like something. That's just having kids. Yeah. Nothing has gone wrong here. Like <laughs> this is normal parenthood. Yeah, for sure. So let's see. I want to make sure I ask all my questions. Let's talk about husbands and then we probably have to wrap up. Sounds good. We talked about kids. Yes. How, how compliant is your husband? Let's hear about it. Tell us. Um, my husband is pretty good. He, um, we started this for him. He had some digestive issues that um, we were working on resolving and he's seen um, a lot of improvement and he still, um, a lot of the time though, would eat things away from home that I wouldn't as much, mm -hmm. but he, he, he was still fairly good. I think, I think the thing to notice is that you have a little bit more of a role to teach with your children and your role with a husband is more to be a support. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would say, you know, how, what does that look like? Like we just recently kind of narrowed down my husband's food options to try to kind of finish out the last symptoms that we're working on resolving. And so he's having to bypass a lot of things that he loves that even are pretty healthy foods. And before we did it, I just took a lot of time to say, I just really want to make sure that you're on board with this. I don't want you to feel like this is something that you're just doing to make me happy. I want to make sure that it's something that you really want to do. And I think when we can kind of create that space and um, just make sure that we're still honoring their ability to choose, then, um, then that generally will provide the best environment. And, um, you know, honest, like 
if you have a husband that is not at all on board, that's going to make it a lot more difficult, but it, I wouldn't say that it can't be done. I had um, Nathan Rio on my podcast and his, he was so sick and he was the only one in his family doing plant-based and he was like, you know, they're eating Chick-fil-A, they're eating Cheetos and, and it was really hard, but after a while, um, his wife and family started to see just what a transformation he experienced in his health. And suddenly they're a lot more interested in wanting to try to do it. And so, um, so don't, you know, don't blame a spouse that's not on board yet. A lot of the time they just haven't had the experiences that they need to open them up to, to want to try something different. And, um, so you want to be really respectful, but also just don't make yourself the victim and figure out a way that you can do what you feel like you need to do for your health. And um, even if they're not on board yet. Well, I say don't make yourself the victim and also don't make yourself, what would it be called? Like the hero either. Like I yes. thought it was my job to save my husband's life. Yeah. That is not my job. That is so right. good job, but it took yeah. me a long time. And a lot of, when I'd find he'd eat things or do things and he's actually real, he's more on board now that I dropped all the control. Right. But I had to drop, but I mean, I would go crazy when I'd find mm -hmm. out he'd, if he'd eaten stuff and I became literally the crazy wife and yeah. it feels awful. Right. And it's like I'm his mother. That right. doesn't feel good. <laughs> right. Not and good. In my mind, it literally was my job to save his life. And it yeah. just women, listen to me. It's not your job to save your husband's life. No. It's not. Yeah. It is and their then, job. And you can be as supportive as you can sure. and be like, you know what? I'll make you whatever meals you are decide to do. I'm 100 percent on board mm -hmm. to help you. But they have to be in the driver's seat of that. Like they yeah. have to, you you can turn it to them. And that I think that's as wives that can be hard especially if we might have control issues yeah I know it is. it's so true but until I think until they really choose it they're not going to see any significant progress and um and so you have to give them that space to choose it for well sure. and there's so much suffering when we think that the, we're in charge of the people around us it just yes. literally causes our own suffering mm -hmm. because that's just not our job. It's not, yeah. like we think we have control over everyone. Newsflash, everybody, we have control over nobody. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and we think, okay, what kind of wife, what kind of mother do I want to show up as? I want to be somebody who is kind and I want to be somebody who teaches. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to just wait for them to ask me necessarily. You know, yeah. I think I want to find the right balance of like, hey, this is really helpful information I want to share with you. But I also don't want to be like a Nazi saying you have to do things my way. Yeah. And you're right. Like when we try to control other people, we like to think we can control other people, but it just makes us crazy. And it's not it a good place it to be completely, in. It makes us a little psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that if somebody's trying to control us, we want to go the opposite direction. Well, and what's so funny is I don't want nobody controlling me, but I think I should be controlling my universe. <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> so uh, well, this has been so fun. I hope everybody listening has just learned a ton. So before you go, Alicia, tell us, I always ask my people that I interview, tell me something that you love about yourself. I don't think we, as women, give ourselves a pat on the back very often. So tell everybody, what's something that you just love about you? You know, I just love to learn and improve. I just, any any moment I can, I love to just try to learn more and 
become better in one way or another. And um, it's just kind of this little obsession that I have. <laughs> and um, I, I, whether it's food or life, um, I just love to learn. Oh, awesome. Well, and that's probably why you are awesome at your podcast. So tell everybody how, what is your podcast and how do they find it? Yeah. So any, anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's called Plant Strong Families. And I have, uh, I invite different guests on every week to tell me about their plant-based um, transition, how they overcame various health issues and um, also how it went with their family. And um and so that's a great resource. And then I just, you can find all of that at myplantstrongfamily.com or myplantstrongfamily on Instagram or Facebook. Oh, that's awesome. And we'll, I'll link all that in the show notes. Awesome. And so y'all, if you need like encouragement, her podcast is literally, it makes you feel like, okay, if they did it, I can do it. Yeah, right? for like, sure. Yeah. And that's the idea. And you know, I try to focus in on different health issues and kind of how people, um, you know, specialized and fine-tuned for that specific issue. And anyway, it's been yeah. really fun to just meet these people and, and learn from their experience. Yeah. So make sure y'all go check out that podcast. All right. Thank you, Alicia, for coming. Oh, thanks so much for having me. A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world. Please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful there's a lot of other perks when you're a breathe member so you receive coaching you get to watch other women be coached and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide so right now there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you and this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program but now it's also offered in breathe something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support there'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with and remember you're going to be seeing these other women be coached so you will get to be honestly their best friends it will be a wonderful community and you know sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture it's a little bit lonely so that will be a wonderful support for you the last thing i provide weekly meal plans 
I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can, um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is, are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.